Hey, it's King. I've got something a little different for you today and tomorrow. Every once in a while, I'll make an episode of Not Your Century, and for one reason or another, it won't run. And that's how we get a Lost, Lost episode. episode. Now, there's actually nothing really spooky about it. I just like playing with that reverb effect on the board here. So I've got two lost episodes in the can, and in my never-ending quest to save myself a little work, I'm going to run them today and tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, for your holiday listening, we'll have a best of not your century, a few favorite episodes that I'll string together. So here's our first lost episode. It's from Halloween Day, October 31st. This is not your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. October 31st, 1983. Angelo Bono is guilty of one count of first-degree murder. After a two-year trial, the longest in American history, the Hillside Strangler is going to prison. The Hillside Strangler was a serial killer who terrorized Los Angeles in 1977 and 78. His victims were young women and teenage girls. Their bodies were found mostly on wooded hillsides around the L.A. area. They were nude, with ligature marks on their wrists, ankles, and neck. The victims had been raped, strangled, and the bodies dumped. It was the media who dubbed the killer the Hillside Strangler. What they didn't know, but police did was that there wasn't one hillside strangler. There were at least two working together. Bono was the second to be arrested. The first was Kenneth Bianchi. He'd been a suspect in the rape and murder of two young women in Bellingham, Washington in January 1979. Bianchi and Bono were cousins. Bianchi moved to L.A. from Rochester, New York, and moved in with Bono in 1976. Bono ran an upholstery shop in Glendale, and he considered himself a ladies' man. He was in his early 40s, Bianchi in his mid-20s. Bono decided the two of them should go into business as pimps. They took in a pair of teenage runaways, and they forced them into prostitution. After those two girls ran away, the killing began. Their first victim was a prostitute they picked up from the Sunset Strip, Yolanda Washington. Her body was found in the Hollywood Hills on October 18, 1977. On November 1st, another victim was found, this time on a grassy strip on a residential street in suburban La Crescenta. She was identified as 15-year-old runaway Judy Miller. A few days later, another body in Glendale. Then a few days after that, two more, this time middle school-age girls near Dodger Stadium. The bodies kept turning up for the rest of November and into December, nine in all. Then after a two-month break, one more in February of 1978. The killers had got a hold of a police badge and they posed as undercover cops, arresting their victims, handcuffing them, and putting them in their supposedly unmarked car. One of the women they picked up and handcuffed was Catherine Laurie Baker. It was an incredible coincidence. Baker's father was the actor Peter Laurie. He's mostly remembered today for his supporting roles as sinister types in Humphrey Bogart movies, like the Maltese Falcon and Casablanca. You know, Rick, I have many a friend in Casablanca, but somehow, just because you despise me, you are the only one I trust. Peter Lorre first became famous, though, and he was really famous for his starring role in M, a classic German film made by Fritz Lang in 1931. When Bianchi and Bono saw who she was, they let her go. 
She had no idea she'd been picked up by the Hillside Stranglers until much later. Sometime in 1978, Bianchi moved up to Bellingham, Washington, where he lived with his wife and newborn baby. When two young women were found murdered in a car in January of 79, evidence quickly pointed to Bianchi and he was arrested. He portrayed himself as a victim of multiple personality disorder. Here he is confessing to a psychologist in the persona of another personality named Steve Walker. Strangle them all. It's the easiest way to go. Cords? Can you bring it with you? Bags? That psychologist believed him, but others caught him in the ruse. One told him that multiple personality cases always have at least three personalities, and Bianchi immediately introduced himself as a third person, Billy. Once caught, Bianchi dropped his insanity defense and pleaded guilty. He agreed to testify against his cousin to avoid the death penalty. That's how Bono's trial became the longest in American history to that point. Bianchi changed his story constantly in an effort to throw off the prosecution of Bono. And it worked. The L.A. District Attorney's Office gave up and made a motion to dismiss the charges against Bono, a motion that's almost always granted. But the judge instead turned the case over to the state attorney general, who ended up getting guilty verdicts on nine of ten murder charges against Bono, starting with this first one. Angelo Bono died in prison in 2002 at the age of 67. Bianchi is 68 now. He's serving multiple life sentences in Walla Walla, Washington. He can apply for parole in 2025. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your...